Bruins head coach Bruce Cassidy is about to uh, set down with us here, and uh, of course, the longtime head coach of the uh, of the Boston Bruins, and has very much been a part of uh, of this event. He sits down with us here on set at uh, Fenway Park, and good good looking tan coach. Yeah. You've been you've been uh, you've been working on the golf course there, huh? I have. I've been on the Cape uh, this <laughs> yeah, summer. I got nice young kids, so I'm in the ocean in the pool. Nice and and tan, uh, looking good. And, uh, you know, you've been a part of this before, and you're very familiar with the region here, and a very special day for everyone and the great work that Dana Farber does, and and happy that that you choose to be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, anything we can do to give back, to to help kids, and... Um, again, a, a big thank you to everyone involved with the Jimmy Fund, especially to, you know the Dave, Dana Farber Institute, and, and again, happy to do our part here. And it seems like your players uh, have no problem, you know, reaching back to the community, all these different charities. It's got to be pretty rewarding, even as a coach, just to see all of these professional athletes spend so much time giving back to the community. Yeah, I think everyone enjoys being a, a pro athlete in Boston. Uh, high expectations, which we uh, we like, and great fan base in every sport, and. Right now, we're all rooting for the Red Sox, and uh, Patriots are just about to get started. We're right around the corner, Celtics. So I think the beauty of the, this community is, is I know myself, with all the coaches, we reach out quite a bit when we can. We're all busy with our own seasons, but uh, try to encourage one another. I'm sure the players do the same. Yeah, it's interesting. You're at the end of August now, so you're getting ready for the ramp-up. So what is it like for a head coach in the NHL here at the end of summer where you'd love to enjoy it, but you've got to be thinking about what's to come? Yeah, I mean, I think you're piecing together uh, strategy and, and lines. I know the free agency part is over now. We've got a lot of new faces this year, a little different for us. Some of the veteran guys that have been here over the years we've relied on have uh, moved on or, or retired or, or, or some of them are hurt. Um, so we're, we're looking at some other players to come in and, and still build around our core, the Bergerons and the Marchands, but add these new pieces, especially in goal this year. It'll be interesting with some younger guys uh, getting the net. So for us, uh, that's what we're doing as a staff. Uh, we added Chris Kelly this year. Jay Pandolfo went over to BU. Uh, so we're integrating him a little bit. Uh, we just went through our development camp, took a look at some younger guys with COVID. We haven't seen them in a couple of years, some of these kids we've drafted. So uh, that was exciting as well. <clears throat> How do you feel about the goalie situation and sort of where is it at now and where do you think it might be by the end of the season? Well, I feel great about it. We've got two young guys. Obviously, Allmark's been in the league, brought him over from Buffalo. We feel he can be a real good starter in this league. And we've got Swayman who came in at the end of the year and played like a starter. So you've got some young guys competing for, for the net every night. Um, you know, a couple of depth guys behind them. And then there's the wild card with Tuca. He had surgery. He's uh, rehabbing, will not be ready to play till well into uh, you know February, I would think, or late January, somewhere in that timeline. So we'll see where he fits in, uh, where his rehab goes, and where he wants to play. How, how is that process going to go? How much communication do you think you guys will have with Tuca? Like, will it be January and you still don't know? And, or is it a surprise in February? How, how much are you guys going to keep in touch? Well, I suspect uh, that'll be Donnie's job, uh, RG. We'll, we'll keep in touch with his representatives and see when and how far along he is with his rehab, and then we'll make a decision. Obviously, we have to plan on Allmark and Swayman being our guys, and then if Tuca gets in the mix, in the mix, that'll be great. It'd be a good problem to have. But right now, we're we're going forward with those two guys, so there'll be communication. I imagine right up till. Well, I'd say probably till he's ready to play. Then let's, okay, where are we at with our goaltending? Where is he at with his desire to play? And uh, you kind of, you know, 
kind of join the two together and see if there's a fit. I know that Jeremy Swayman came on the scene, and a lot of people like us and others were like, oh, boy, this is the guy. This is the future. And we know how the season ended. In terms of Swayman, how do you view him, and what are some of the things that he needs to work on to get better? Is it just a matter of getting reps? Uh, yeah, probably the latter. He's going to have to get his reps. I think once you go through the league a little bit, shooters start to figure you out. There's a little bit of that. We saw that with Carter Hart in Philadelphia, had an off year. Uh, I don't know that player that well, but Swayman's a young guy, had a lot of success early. What I do know about Jeremy, he's a hardworking guy, um, takes a lot of pride in his work, so I know that if there is some issues, he'll work on them. Obviously, every young goal, he's going to have to get better in certain areas, but it's a mental part of the game that you can never tell. How's he going to handle being a number one? How can he, how's he going to handle the expectations of being a number one goalie in this Boston market? It's, it's tough as the years go on, so he has to be able to, to handle some of those things, or will it be all marks? So those are some of the things that will be answered down the road, but uh, small sample size, very, very good numbers in that small sample size, so that's what we're excited about. Taylor Hall was a great addition. Obviously, he's going to be back. Uh, but he was great with David Krejci, and Krejci now gone. Was was the expectation or the hope that Krejci would run it back one more year? And if not, where does that leave you guys? Well, I think we're all, uh, you know, we enjoy having David around, and but obviously he had some, some family decisions. He wanted to play back in Czech Republic. We respect that. Um, right now it looks like Charlie's Coyle's spot to lose. Uh, we brought in some other players, Eric Halla, Nosek, Felino can play center, Jack Sidnika, young guy uh, that we have expectations for as well. So we have options there, um, and we'll see how they go, right? It's it's kind of like the goaltending position with Tuka not being in there. We, we feel there's some, some good candidates going to give us really good goaltending. We feel we've got some good center icemen that can plug in there, and Taylor Hall will be expected to make a centerman better. That's a little bit about being an elite player that you got to pull some people along. So that'll be his job a little bit as well, play to his his level, uh, and then hopefully make his, his center and right winger better. Bruins coach Bruce Cassidy with us. So you get Taylor Hall. You had mentioned, you know, you know the guy, but you don't know the guy until you get him and you coach him and you see him. What did you think you had in Taylor Hall, and what did you get in Taylor Hall? Well, we thought we had a, a real good, talented player that had – uh, I don't want to say lost his way because that's unfair to him, but had bounced around a little bit and and maybe the passion for the game because they weren't winning whatever team he was on had, had left him a little bit. So for us, it was like, Taylor, you're coming to a good environment. The team team plays well. They play for the crest first, the name on the back second. So just come and help us win, and we'll find the right chemistry for you. Now him and Crutchy right away, bang, they hit it off. So fortunate there. Uh, so that's what we found out with Taylor Hall. Now we want to bring him into the sort of the Bruins family where, as I said earlier, Taylor, you're an elite player now for us. Not only do you have to perform on the ice, but we, we need you to be a good teammate in terms of pulling your centerman along because David's not here. So Charlie Coyle's been in the league. He knows how to play the game, but has played lower in the lineup. So that's one where Taylor, hey, maybe you can make him a better player until uh, he finds his way playing against better pair of defensemen, et cetera. So that's the expectation we have going for us. And, and help us win a cup. That's what he came here for. Uh, he knows the, the, the team is a, a solid team, good team. Uh, so he's got that going for him where he does not have to be the best player on the ice every night for us to have success. Uh, we have other guys, the Pasternak's, the Marchands, the goaltending, the structure. But, you know, you still have to play to your level, which should make him one of the better players on the ice every night. I feel like Charlie McAvoy is one of the better players most nights <laughs> yes, on the ice, too. I, you know, and, again. and that's a guy, I know you're not in charge of the money, but in another year or so, he probably, when you look at what other defensemen around the league are making, he'll be he's, rich. He's <laughs> going to be up there, I would, I would have to say. Yeah, and he's doing well this year as well. So he's, not, right, he's not right. <laughs> He's no popper. No, that yeah. is true. Yeah. He's not standing in front of Stop and Shop shaking <laughs> right. the cup of pencils no, or nothing No, that's like definitely that. true. Now, as of right now, uh, the, the 
paired up with McAvoy? Would it be Grizzly? Would it be somebody else? What are the early thoughts? Yeah, again, going back to your original, yes, Charlie is going to do well. He, yeah, he's, yeah. he's an elite-level defenseman that's just gotten better every year. We've given him more responsibilities, taking it and run with it. So um, Grizzly, we know right away, can play with Charlie. Uh, can that be a partnership for 82 games and you know another two months in the playoffs? Grizz is not a big man, so it does take an effect, uh, a toll on him every night, second night in the playoffs. So that's where we brought in a Forbert that we feel is a – uh, bigger guy, you know, eats minutes, probably not as efficient with the, well, certainly not as efficient with the puck as, as, as Grizz. That's not his game. He's more of a penalty-killing guy, you know, good first pass. So we'll mix him in there and see how that works out. Um, I think we're going to see a little bit of both, both those uh, guys playing with Charlie during the year, and then hopefully we, we get a good read on going into the playoffs, say hey, who's the best fit. So that's the plan right now. Uh, Riley's back. He played a lot with Carlo and Clifton, did not play a lot with McAvoy, so he might get a turn in there as well. So nothing set in stone, but we do know what we have with Grizzlich. We want to find out what we have with Forbert. Uh, Jake DeBrusque is a polarizing player in the talk radio world, and there are those fans who are uh, there. How, what is the Jake DeBrusque future? How do you as the coach see Jake DeBrusque? Well, right now we're trying to get him back on left wing. Uh, he moved around from left to right, and he was okay with that um, last year. But at times I don't know if the position of left side versus right side, more about the consistency was what we were trying to drill down on him. Uh, right now, he'll go back in the left side. Uh, he'll be behind Marshy and Hall to start. And then the competition's on. Uh, listen, we've never sort of put a ceiling on a player. If he can pass uh, some of those guys, great. We'll give him more minutes. Uh, he was on the first power play a couple of years ago. We felt last year Richie outplayed him in that role, and then Marshy in the playoffs. So he got dropped down to the second unit. So, again, it's a little bit in the ball's in his court in that way, but we'd like to give Jake a sort of, I don't want to say a fresh start because he's been here a while. He, he knows what the expectations are. He's familiar with the players in the room, the coaching staff. So we just got him get him to play to his ability every night, which is, you know, that's our job as coaches. And his job as a pro that's been around a little bit to make sure that he puts you know, the, the onus on himself to make sure he's ready to go every night. Uh, he'll have a new centerman this year. Um, sometimes that's good. Sometimes it takes a while. So at the end of the day, hopefully it, it works out well for him. Do you like getting in the lab and experimenting with all oh, these yeah, line combos? Absolutely. I think that's well documented. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. I like to you know throw them around this year with some new players. We'll have an opportunity to do that. I think. Do you tinker around the house too? Uh, like, no. Do you walk? no. No, no, no. That's I not just my job. If you yeah, were no. a tinker. No, that's Julie's job. No. I'm pretty, pretty straightforward around <laughs> the house. Walk the dog, take the kids to where they need to go. Um, but I think with, with Jake, uh, it, over the course of 82 games, I don't think it's the end of the world to move some pieces around. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes if you're in a bit of a funk, it'll bring you out. Sometimes it'll create some competition. Sometimes the guys down the lineup appreciate that. They may be in a contract year. They may be hot, and they want to move up a little bit. So those are the pros of it. I guess the negatives are some guys just don't like change, and uh, you got to figure out which guys uh, fall into which category. Well, Bruce Cassidy, Bruins coach, thank you for stopping by. Great to have a chat. This was awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me, fellas. No, I appreciate we, it. We appreciate it. And yeah. by the way, normally you'd be getting slow burn here. You will get that on Thursday. Of course, because we're raising money for the WEI Nesson Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon 877-738-1234. We'll continue with more from Fenway next.